Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you had a great week. Mine wasn't too bad. Uh, one of the cool things I was able to finally get after about five years of waiting to be able to get it was my recurve bow. Um, I just got one that good quality, but something like at least I could start with for the time being. And I was able to shoot it a few times and really happy. Uh, in the back, I, I kind of put a uh, targeting thing you know square that I have set up and be able to do a little bit in the backyard so that was kind of a cool thing uh this last Friday we got to go and visit that Christian camp I told you about it is pretty cool uh it's called Woodland Christian Camp it is about a hundred acres it has a big lake actually has three sections to it of camp sites um, two dining areas, and it was pretty cool. We I got to meet the director, Peter, and then um, Kim took us around to show us the area, so we got to drive around. So it was a good experience. Um, definitely going to try to keep a good relationship with them. Um, we're definitely going to maybe even volunteer some time there at certain times. And definitely uh, one of the cool things I did at told him, I said, hey, you know, if there's anything you guys need, uh, just send me an email and I let you guys know about it, especially, but, you know, even the Christian gaming community. Uh, once again, if you guys are interested in having more conversation, do the Discord. And I'll tell you this, the Facebook group is not as active as the Discord is. I know some of you guys have still, you know, just do Facebook group, but as you can see, not many people talk in there. However, in the Discord group, you might get a chance to meet some new guys that can really work with you. You might be able to start conversations and, you know, it's up and down. It's not like it's constant 24-7 every day, all the time conversations. It just works. So if you guys are interested in that, that would be the best thing to do. Anyway, so last week... I uh, got some good comments actually in Spotify. Uh, I, I wasn't sure how that episode was going to be taken, but a lot of people seemed to understand where I was coming from with that. And I'm pretty happy um, because I, I, I learned a little bit about myself that way as well, going through that. Um, this week, I, I'm, I'm monetizing effective prayer. I think a lot of things have been kind of going through my mind is understanding prayer and faith. I think it's been a battle for a long time for me, but it's also what I'm hearing and seeing is people trying to figure out or at least understand how to pray. And then there's people who say, well, I don't know how to pray. My thing that I, at first, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, it's not hard. You pray, you just, you know, you seek out God, you just pray, you talk to him, you have conversation. That's usually how I would always tell people. But as time has been going, I've been learning something about prayer that I think we don't put the two and two together properly. There is a, we kind of think that we have to learn how to pray. You know, because we know the disciples asked Jesus, you know, hey, how do, how do we pray? And he's just like, well, this is what we can do. But is there something more? Is, is there like a design of prayer? Like, is there, is there really a way to do it better? I mean, I personally have started to realize there's a connection between faith 
and trust in God's truth and seeking his will, you know, for us, for the culture, for the church, for your family, for people that are sick, people that are hurt, you know, like there's, there's a connection. You're seeking God's will, but it has to come from something. And it's not just the practice of prayer. It's the understanding of faith and trust. Prayer is recognizing God's glory, his holiness, while seeking out his wisdom and recognizing his will. Because what he sees or what he has planned out is far better than what we can imagine. Even though when we look at it from our point of view, it doesn't seem like it's better for us. It, it sometimes feels like, well, why do I have to go through that? I mean, if this is God's own, why do I have to go? It's because he's trying to prepare us for something else. However, we also got to understand that things that do happen aren't always because God is willing that is because people make choices. Remember, we talked about that. God gave us a free will to make a choice. So if I go hurt somebody, God didn't tell me to go hurt you. The nature still exists and still exists in this world. So we're still going to have selfish desires. However, to understand prayer, we are entering in his presence, which is why it's important to ask to seek forgiveness to recognize the sin that we are doing or allowing to take control of us, which is why repentance is changing of heart and mind, allowing God to change us so that we get right with him. You know, we can always look straight up going to Psalms. You could hear how David is speaking, how he talks to God. You know, you want to have a better understanding of prayer, read Psalms. Basically, David is praying to God. And, you know, and people are probably scratching their head, but there's stuff that he's talking about where it's like, you know, talking about wisdom and faith and trusting. And that's the point I'm trying to get to you guys. Because Jesus did give the disciples in Matthew 6, 9 through 15, the Lord's Prayer. You know, he states to them, our Father in, who are in heaven, you know, that is the King James Version, but in heaven, hallowed be thy name by your... I get the King James and all the other ones mixed in together. How it be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive yours. Common information here. Glorifying God. Vitally important. Because you are standing in his presence. We know God will provide all our needs, but yet we can still ask. We seek out being repentive we want to be forgiven so we ask for him to clear our hearts and our minds to help us not fall into the trap of temptation because if we don't learn to forgive we're going to allow the world's in, in the world's view to kind of take over us and we won't forgive others and the devil as we know you know the armor of god you're in a constant state of battle with the enemy, with the evil that goes on around us. When people say to other people, 
well, you got to stop saying that Satan's doing some of the stuff. Satan is doing a lot of stuff. Satan does not want to go by himself in hell. His demons don't want to go to hell by themselves. And so they're out there to destroy God's creation. To destroy. A thief steals and destroys, takes what is not theirs and hopes to take it away to hurt. And the thing is, we could say this prayer over and over again. Like I've met so many people who use this like a ritual prayer. And the thing is, it's it's kind of like if you were a baby and I just kept feeding you baby food. And now you're two. Still could be feeding you baby food. There's a time where you need whole foods. Which means there's a time you need to kind of grow in understanding of what prayer really is. It's connected to what Jesus was teaching us because it's based on faith and trust of who he is. Remember, Christ is the Messiah. He came to save this world. But in our church culture, there is a group, a group, but a group of people, NAR, that are trying to get us to install, like we talked about, I think it was last episode or before, these certain leaders that have a secret connection to God, but they also are going to be teaching a lot of you need to have more faith and then God will do. And this mindset where it's like you and I just need to have stronger faith, then God will do more things in our life. No, it's, it's, that's not what faith is. It's not having faith in your head or in your heart in that sense. It's trusting and knowing God's truth as you live every day, because sometimes he may not answer the prayer as we expected. Prayer is seeking God's will because we have faith in his truth. We have understanding of his theology and we obey what is told and taught. If we go to Matthew 17, 14 through 20, Matthew 17, 14 through 20, there is a time where, well, we'll just read it. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, kneeling before him, and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he has seizures and suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him. Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast, cast it out? And he said, because, you're, you, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard a seed... You will say to this mountain, move here and to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible. 
In these verses, we see that he seems to say, if we have little faith, we can move mountains. But what is it about what faith is? You see, they had faith. The problem was they had faith that they could do it. You see, the battle in today's culture, in, in the Christian culture, is we think that we can have the capability of doing what Christ is supposed to be doing. So their faith was more like, hey, I'm with Jesus, I'm one of his disciples, boom, that demon should be gone. Why, why, didn't we, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus is reminding them, your faith was little, but you can do it with little faith, but your faith is in yourself. You're looking at yourself as the capability of doing what was needed. But the faith was in me. That's what your eyes are supposed to be on. I have the capability of removing the demon. I have the capability of healing. But your trust wasn't in me. Your trust was in your abilities. And as it gets a little bit more clear, we're going to take a really quick break right here. Because if we go to Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We have faith in what God is doing. We have faith in the truths that are given. Because you remember, the New Testament was not existing, written out for people to read. It is by Jesus' teaching, by the disciples' teaching. You know, as we learned, I believe it was in Acts, where it talks about, you know, they, they teach, yeah, Acts 2.42, of course. Um, they, they taught what the disciples taught, right? But you know what else Hebrews 11 is known for? It's also known for as the hall of fame of faith. And this is where, what, uh, what above what Jesus was talking about, the little faith that he was talking about comes a little bit more clear. If you notice, as you read, we are given many examples of people who had faith in God, faith in his truth and his will. And one of my favorite examples is Noah's Ark. Noah, a man of faith. What we don't understand is he lived in a culture where only he, his sons and their wives and his wife believed in God. We don't live like that. And he was also in a time frame where they've never seen rain as we have seen rain. And he was told by God, I want you to build this ark and I want you to build it this certain way, certain wood, certain look, certain design. And Noah said, okay. 120 years later, 120 years later, 
he stayed faithfully doing that. Did he pray about it? I am sure. Because it had to be hard to live in a culture that basically would probably was mocking him, was probably threatening him, probably trying to convince him, just give it up, man. You know, nothing's going to happen. You know, you believe in the so-called God and he's not going to do anything. But yet he stayed faithful. You see, having faith is not just having faith. It's living in obedience, trusting in God, even when the world doesn't want you to live, doesn't want you to think that there, there is a God that is absolutely going against you. True prayer is having faith in things you cannot see when things don't work out the way you think it should, when you've been praying for somebody to get well, and they never do. It's believing in God's truth because you know that he can at any time heal someone, change someone's life, get involved in a way that you'd never expected. But then again, he may not answer the answers that you want the way that you think it should happen because he might have another plan. There's times in my life where I've seen him provide things where he had me meet certain people. He had things happen. Even though he told me he was going to have one thing happen, he did it in a way that I did not expect it. My whole journey of the last 10, 11 years now Actually, now 12. Since I graduated in 2000, well, technically 2010, and then 2011 to 12, I did uh, my master's program. I honestly thought I was just going to get a pastor's job, a youth pastor's job, move to associate pastor, and then become a pastor of a church because he, he said, I want you to be a pastor. I remember in 2000. 2002, after that one sermon, after I sat there and I prayed, I heard him call me. And I, and I was the only one, I, I, my friend, she noticed it. She sat by me and she's like, God, God said something to you, didn't he? He told you something. And I told her exactly what he said. And she agreed. The thing is, 2002, today is 2024. In the last few years, I've been able to become the pastor that he wants me to kind of be, but still the ministry plan is still not 100% there. And yet I'm still walking in faith. David was called to be king. He waited and waited and waited 12 years. I think it was or 13 years. You see, the thing is, we can pray, but God has a different plan 90% of the time. And just because it may seem like he's opening doors doesn't mean he's opening doors. You always got to make sure it's his leading versus what you want. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? It is understanding that faith is trusting him with the unknown. You know, we go to Mark 9, 14 through 29. It's the same story as the one I told about, but it's a little bit more in depth. 
because you, you get down to the little nitty gritty conversations and it says in verse 16 specifically, he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever he seizes, you know, he foams, he grinds his teeth, you know, he, he throws himself down. And I asked your disciples to cast it out. And they were not able. And of course he says, you know, oh, faithless generation, how long am I going to be with you? You know, bring him to me. They brought the boy. And when the spirit saw him, see, this is why the other one to me, like it, it has power, but this has power. And when the spirit saw him immediately, it convulsed the boy. What did the demon do? It wanted to continue to hurt God's creation. He fell on the ground, rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Jesus knew how long. He's trying to see his faith because faith is also having a form of action to understanding who Christ is. And in verse 22, and it was, it has often cast him into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you could do anything, have compassion on us, help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. You see, sometimes when we seek out God's when we pray, we seek out God's truth. We seek about, seek about understanding the, the effectiveness of prayer. It is sometimes with an unbelief. And we can ask him to give me belief with my unbelief. Show me, you know, different things. And God has done that. He, <clears throat> excuse me. He has shown little things to get to big things. It's not always simple. It's not like instantaneous, boom, I prayed, bam, something happens. Sometimes God still needs to kind of train our minds and our hearts to understand him better for us to see that, hey, I'm doing this for you. And when Jesus saw the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, said to, saying to it, you mute and death spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse. So that most of them said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he rose. And when he had entered into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Isn't that interesting? That last verse in comparison to what is said in the other one. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will come and nothing will be impossible for you. Same storyline. Different forms of teaching at the end though, but with the same, same reasoning. This kind, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. 
that the connection of prayer is faith. And faith comes from trusting in truth, trusting in the scriptures, trusting who God is. It also means, as we learned in Hebrews 11, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Seeing the connection? Because people will say, I prayed, but it did not work. I don't get it. And once again, it is understanding faith. When we pray, we pray in faith, seeking his will. He chooses a healer, cleanse, whatever it may be, God can and could do. And it could be very similar to what we prayed for. And he, he also may answer in a different way. Sometimes we, we hope someone has cancer, doesn't die, but we ask for healing. And in heaven, she be she or he would be healed, right? 100%. Is that better than living in agony of the cancer and what destruction has done to the body? See, these are hard thoughts to think about because we look at prayer in hopes of goodness and, and peace and completeness and that God will make things clear. Sometimes he may not make it clear. He may make us only see parts of it. He may not do what we want. Are we okay with that? You know, I wish I was 10 years younger. I wish I wasn't 41. I wish I could feel younger, but I don't. I have my struggles, but yet I'm going to faithfully still try to do what he has asked me the best that I can because I know in faith he asked me to do something, he's going to provide it. <laughs> If you ask me today, why don't you start the whole big thing right now? I don't have the capability, the money, or the, 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 the land to do what I want to do. But I start where he wants me to start. I start doing the things I can do until he provides the other things that I could not do because I was willing to stand in faith and trust. Ultimately, the importance of prayer is to see God's glory be known. It's to see his will, not our own. Jesus healed and cleansed people to show them who he was, God's son, the Messiah. And when we pray, we pray in faith, we trust in his will, we seek out his glory through what the path may give. It may be hard. And yet, even with me saying what I'm saying, you may struggle to figure out what I am trying to say because it may not click altogether because maybe your walk needs some work, you need some growth. But the better you get at praying is by understanding who God is. And the only way, once again, is studying God's word, spending time studying and understanding of God's word. 
learning about words, learning about how to apply what you've read into your life, obeying God. Being with other believers that also believe the same way. Serving others. But the stronger that you are in your understanding of God by studying and, and, and knowing him and allowing him to change you, the stronger your understanding of prayer will get. Because prayer and faith are together in this. You pray because you have faith. You have faith because you understand God. You understand God because you seek out his will and glory. And you're willing to repent. You're willing to change. And sometimes, even though you may think, hey, look at he's doing this. He said I was going to be a pastor and the door is opening here on the left. But then suddenly he turns you over in this other direction and you're like, Lord, this isn't pastoring. I'm working for Sears. I'm, I'm getting paid side cash at a Christian school. What? I'm working at an after-school program at, my, at this middle school for public school? How is this going to be? How is this pastoring? You see, those are the things that people look at the outside like, that makes no sense. Maybe God's not calling me a pastor. But what it was is that in those situations, I pastored. I prayed over. I worked with others. I, I taught them. Um, some that knew, knew about the Bible, I would teach them the scriptures a little bit better. Um, when they were having, like, like I told you, when the Sears was closing the store, people were like freaking out and I was able to pray with them and calm them. You see, those are the, when I have faith, those are the paths that God has given me to show me that he's training me, teaching me, helping me understand. And it's totally changed my perspective because I think I would have been just like all the other younger pastors that were out there all that time ago. And even during this last 10 years, to even currently today, I wouldn't be the type of guy that I am today. I wouldn't have seen God for the way I've seen him. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be doing this, this new ministry adventure the way that it's going to happen. And that's the key thing of understanding, praying in faith. God asks you to do something, you do it. Hard, easy, struggling, no money, you do it. Because at the end, God's still going to show you different things that you're going to need to be doing. Even though you may, I may you know, have this ministry going, there's still going to be other stuff he's going to teach me. There's still going to be other things I'll probably be doing. But it's because I trust him all the way to this point. And I will continue to do that later on. And I'll continue to pray in faith. That is effective prayer. Let's pray. Holy Father, we pray for your will. We glorify your name. We are thankful for what you do. I ask, Lord, that you clear out any sinful issues that I may have, the sinful issues that other guys may have, you help their minds to be clear and be able to see you clearly guiding, directing, and showing. They're seeking out your will, Lord. Give them some insight. Give them some direction. Maybe bring the right people to kind of give them affirmation. Give them maybe clarity. Maybe give them, uh, you know, be able to bounce off their thoughts. And then use those people to really guide those people to your will. 
encourage them to love you first. Teach them to obey. And Lord, let them have a better understanding of how to pray. They don't pray for themselves in the sense of just what they want, and that's it. They pray because they want to glorify your name. They want to repent. They want to seek out your will. They want to pray for others. They want to pray for things that they, they need help with. Because they understand that it's connected to their walk with Christ, their faith and trust in your truth, who you are. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a great week, and I will see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.